Hey, New Life Church. Welcome to the digital campus. I'm so glad to be with you on this particular platform. Many of you are being fed every week here. Some have moved back into the brick and mortar, the buildings that we have. But I'm so thankful that we have this space to grow together. Today is going to be good. We have Mark Turnage. He's been teaching us in the life of Christ. Most of the sessions have come from him. And people have said, man, he's just given us such good word. One person asked, where did you find this guy? Truly, he loves the word a lot. So we're going to learn today. Let's grow together. But before we do so, let's worship God. Amen, church. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord today? Let's sing this next song out to him. Christ is my reward. He's the joy of my salvation. The hope of my salvation. He's the we serve a holy God. Amen. Let's sing this together.
Mark Turnage here, and I am so thrilled to be with you this week as we study the life and teachings of Jesus. I want to encourage you and even challenge you a little bit from the outset as we are journeying through the life of Christ to really, truly lean in and learn what Jesus said. You see, my experience has been in teaching and leading Christians all through the lands of the Bible that often we know the story of Jesus, but we really don't know what he said. A few years ago, I was leading a group of college students. They were all theology majors and pastoral ministry majors. We were going through the land of Israel for three weeks. They would sit around the breakfast and dinner tables and they would talk this or that theology. They would argue this position versus that position. They knew theologically what they had been taught about Jesus, but they really didn't know what he said. I remember one student in particular came to me and was really wrestling with some of the things that we were learning as they were going through the land of Israel. And I realized in that moment that he really didn't know the Gospels. So I challenged him. I said, you're going to be here for three weeks. Over the next three weeks, I want you to read through the Gospels. And then let's come and have a conversation after you've done that. Well, the night before the group was ready to leave and head back to the States, he came to me and he said, you know what? I've done what you asked me to do. And everything you said, Jesus said, he actually said it. But that's not what I learned from my theology professor. My response was simply, well, then really the problem is between your theology professor and Jesus and leave me out of it. But I want to just challenge you with this because we often know the story of Jesus, but we don't really know what Jesus said. Jesus says in John's gospel, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. How can we love Jesus then if we don't really know what he said? In Luke, he even goes so far in to say, you call me Lord, but don't do what I say. Loving Jesus and identifying him as Lord is all founded upon our doing what he said. So I want to challenge you as you go each week through the devotionals, through the sermons, through the teachings, to really lean in and over the next few weeks, challenge yourself to grow as you learn better the teachings of Jesus. We're living in interesting days. I think that any of us, if we could go back and redo our New Year's resolutions, we would probably do them a lot differently, knowing what we know about this year. And more than ever, the world needs people who are encountering the teachings of Jesus. So really lean in. Take this opportunity to grow and even dare to believe that Jesus was serious about what he said. Don't assume you know what he said. Go read it, learn it, and do it in your life. Today, I want to talk with you a little bit about what Jesus said 
were the great commandments. So if you want to open your Bible to Matthew chapter 22, beginning in verse 34. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they came together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question. Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You will love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Love God, love neighbor. Jesus said these are the two great commandments and that the entirety of scripture rests on those two commandments. One of the things as we step into the world of Jesus is about understanding his world and how that influenced even his understanding in words. He was the product of his world, just like you and I are the product of ours. And one of the things that we find in Jesus's contemporary Judaism was this desire to begin to condense, simplify. What is it that God really wants from my life? Why does he juxtapose these two passages, love God, love neighbor? Well, let me submit to you today that when he talks about the first and the second, that he's not really speaking about gold medal and silver medal or first place in a race and second place. Go with me here a second. How do you love God with all your heart, soul, and strength? Think about it. It's pretty abstract, right? I mean, we say all the time, I love God. But what does that practically look like? One of the things that Jesus and his contemporaries would often do when they had a verse that was more abstract is they would go and they would find another verse, often that had the same language as the verse that they were trying to interpret. And they use the second verse as like a lens, a window through which you read the more abstract verse. So let me suggest to you that what Jesus is actually saying here is how I love God with all my heart, soul, and strength is by loving my neighbor who is like myself. And that's the way that they were reading Leviticus 19.18 in the first century. Love your neighbor who is like yourself. Think about this for a moment. You and I are more alike than either of us is like God. Between God and me stands you. And in the way that I treat you, God's going to treat me. We see this over and over again in the teachings of Jesus. Blessed are the merciful. They've shown mercy to another for they will receive mercy. Judge not, lest you be judged, for in the manner with which you judge, you will be judged. Or as we hear him pray in the Lord's Prayer, forgive as we have forgiven. Again, how I relate to you is how God relates to me. Think about this a second. Who is your neighbor? 
Who is someone that you need to think about this week and look at them as an opportunity to love and that by loving them, you're actually showing how much you love God? I'm a father. I love my kids. I'd do anything for my kids. You want to get close to my heart? Love my kids. Take care of my kids. Look out for my kids. Enjoy my kids. I mean, you can say whatever you want to about me. I'm a big guy. I can take it. But if you want to touch my heart, love my kids. You want to scrap? Go after my kids. If it's thus with us, and every parent can tell you that same feeling, how much more so with God? We're living in interesting days. We're living in days where we see people so polarized, arguing so vehemently and so vitriolically towards one another. Recognize the person on the other side of that conversation is also made in the image of God. They're your neighbor. And that's not really easy to do. But think for a moment. If we lived out what Jesus is saying, that the way that we show that we love God with all our heart, all our soul, all, all our strength, is by loving our neighbor who is like ourselves, think of how our world today would look differently. How would our families look differently? How would our communities look differently? How would our nation look differently? Everybody is asking this question in Jesus' world. Who is my neighbor? Define for me the boundaries, if you will. In fact, we even find in Luke chapter 10, a lawyer is going to ask Jesus that very question. Who is my neighbor? Jesus is going to respond by telling a story. We call it the Good Samaritan. This is a story about a man who is beaten on the side of the road, who a priest and a Levite walk past, not because they're jerks, not because they're uncaring, but because that the law stipulates that they cannot touch a corpse or they become ritually impure. What's at stake there is the commandment they have been given by God versus the person broken on the side of the road. But a Samaritan stops and he helps a foreigner. At the end of this story, Jesus takes this man's question, who is my neighbor? And he flips it on his head and says, who proved to be the neighbor Go be like that one. Who do we need to be a neighbor to today? Who do we need to be thinking about? Who do we need to be looking out for? This is the call of Jesus to us. And if we are going to be his followers, this is what we're going to have to do. One of the things when we begin to engage Jesus' words within his world, is we realize that there are certain places that we've never picked up on before where Jesus is truly unique. 
Only on the lips of Jesus do we have certain statements. And I want to look at one of those as we begin our conclusion today. Luke chapter 6, verse 27 and following. But I say to you that here, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those that abuse you. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who asks from you. And of him who takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. And as you wish that men would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend from those who hope you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies. Do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the selfish. Be merciful, even as your Father in heaven is merciful. Only on the lips of Jesus do we have the command to love those who hate us. To pray for those who curse us. Now think about this with me a second. Like I said, we live in interesting days. We live in a period of great turmoil and strife in our world. Love those who hate you. Love your enemies. Notice, on the lips of Jesus, we actually have the solution to our world today. I just solved the problem, blue state versus red state. I just solved ethnic and racial relations and problems. Love your enemies. Love those who hate you. Pray for those who curse you. What do you think would be the power of us, new life, if we reached out and loved our enemies? Love those who hated us. What if we became the model for what a community submitted to the Lordship of Jesus looks like in our world. What an impact we could have, because I don't know about you, but when I look out, I see the fracture lines in our world getting farther apart, not coming closer together. But on the lips of Jesus, love those who hate you. And in fact, that is what he uses to say, those who love your enemies, they are the ones who are children of God. You want to be a child of God? Love your enemies. Love those who hate you. This is the great command of Jesus. And how we live that out and walk that out in our world today is evidence of our love for him by our loving another made in his image. Jesus summarized 
all of the law and the prophets, the will of God in two commandments. Love the Lord your God. And how do you do that? By loving your neighbor who is like yourself. That's not easy. I remember a, a few years ago, I um, had a situation where I was up for a job. My family had just returned from living overseas and um, we needed work. We were actually living with my parents, which is never a fun thing to do when you have a family. And uh, there was a, a job opening and um, I didn't get it because there were some individuals who made sure to torpedo that opportunity for um, a job for me. And it was hard. I'll, I was hurt. I was angry. I was frustrated. But I also remembered what Jesus said. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. And I remember that I came to a point where I chose that I was going to love my enemy. And I'm going to tell you, it was hard. And at first, I had to reaffirm that maybe every 30 seconds because my emotions were trying to get the best of me. But then I reaffirmed it and after 30 seconds and doing that for a while, then it became every three minutes and then every 30 minutes and then every three hours. And the next thing I know, I had genuinely forgiven those individuals. A few years later, one of them came to me and said, listen, I need to apologize to you for what I did. And I had to tell him, listen, Honestly, I haven't thought about that in years because I forgave you. He said, why? I said, because I had a command from Jesus to love those who hated me. Our choice to forgive is on us. Our choice to love our enemy is on us. And it's something that we have to do every day, but by doing that, we love God with all our heart, soul, and strength. We show ourselves to be submitted in love to the Lordship of Jesus. And ultimately, we show ourselves to be his disciples and obedient to his word. Wow, what a life-changing message from Mark Turnage on loving your enemies. Listen, there could be somebody today that you need to forgive somebody you need to text, somebody you need to call or email or reach out to. But on the other side of it, some of you have maybe walked far from Christ in your life and you feel like you're at a dead end and maybe today you need to ask Jesus to forgive you and to step into your life. And as we go into this time of worship, we got one more song. And as we enter into worship, I wanna encourage you to take those two steps right now. Whether it's you forgive somebody right now Maybe you need to text them right now or call them right now. It's fine. Or ask God to come into your heart and forgive you of your sin right now and give you a fresh start with him. Come on, let's do those things right now as we worship Jesus together.
Wow, what a powerful song to end our service today. Those words, so will I. The meaning behind that and who Jesus is. I'm excited about what God's doing. Listen, if you made a decision to follow him today, it's an amazing decision. Or you say, Kevin, I just need prayer. I'm going through some things right now. We would love to pray with you. If you'll just text next to 88,000, we would love to follow up with you. We'll be right here in the chat or we'll call you or follow up with you, whichever is best for you. Listen, today, we're going to take our tithes and offerings as well. And I'm excited about what God's doing through the life of Christ. I'm excited to see what God's doing through our campuses across the state and right here on digital. And we just want to say thank you so much for your faithfulness. Because of your giving, man, we're able to reach people all over the state of Arkansas and also outside the state. And so today, we're going to pray for another church right here in Arkansas. We're going to pray for Mosaic Church, Pastor Harry there in Little Rock. And also, we're going to pray a prayer of blessing over you guys today. Come on, let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for Pastor Harry there at Mosaic Church. God, I pray that you would just encourage him. God, be with his church today. Uh, encourage his staff, Lord. And I also, God, I just pray a prayer of blessing over everybody watching right now. Lord, as we've just uh, been challenged by an amazing message to love our enemies, Lord, I pray that we would do that, God. And as we do that, Lord, I pray that peace would come. God, just a new, uh, fresh start would come in our lives. And so I just pray that over everybody today, God, just for supernatural peace, but also just encouragement, God. We can be uh, discouraged in times like this. So I just pray encouragement over everybody today. God, I thank you for what you're doing right here at New Life Church and what you're doing across our state. God, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, 
Life of Christ is still going on. It's not too late to start this journey with us. You can text Jesus to this number right now, right underneath me, and you can join our daily devotionals uh, right now. They'll come to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. if you sign up today, and they have been powerful. We've been talking about it around our campuses and our staff. Um, I've been growing personally from it. My family has, and we would love for you to get on this journey with us as well. Listen, have an amazing week. We'll see you right back here at 930 next Sunday. God bless.